Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with the Pew Podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. We're really excited to have you here with us for another great conversation today. We are talking all about holiness and how it impacts our Christian lives. I think that this is a topic that obviously we talk about all the time here on the show, but we're looking at it in a little bit of a different way today. And I'm really excited about the quote and different things that Maddie and I are going to get into and an interesting uh, biblical concept that I had never noticed before a couple weeks ago when I was studying this. As you guys know, I just wrapped up a college class on holiness. And so I have lots of thoughts in my mind right now Mm -hmm. about holiness and what it means for the Christian and how we live it out in our everyday lives and what God has called us to in that regard. So I'm really excited for this conversation, but most importantly, we want to start off this episode by just chatting a little bit about launch week. We launched our YouTube channel. Maddie, give us the rundown on all of that stuff and how it went. Okay, so we officially launched everything last Monday. So hopefully you listened to that episode. If you didn't and you want all of the nitty gritty details on how that happened, then you should go and listen to that episode because we definitely don't have time to get into all of that today. But I do want to just point out for those of you who are looking for the YouTube channel, Mm -hmm. it is way easier to find if you click either the link in this podcast episode description or if you are following us on Instagram, you can go straight to our account and you can find the link in our bio Mm -hmm. right now. since we just started the YouTube channel, obviously we're a little far down on the list. If you would just look up the few, you know, there are a lot of other channels that have different variations of that name and, you know, different things like that. So it's kind of difficult to find just because we're just getting started. Y'all are just starting to subscribe and everything. So we're a little bit further down on the list. But if you click the direct link, that makes it super easy to find Mm -hmm. and it'll take you directly to our channel without you having to sort through a bunch of different things. When you go to our channel, it's just a simple profile picture of Lily and I, and we've already got a couple of videos up for you to watch already. So make sure that you go and watch those. Make sure that you give it a thumbs up and subscribe and do all that great stuff. And we actually just wrapped up a giveaway over on our Instagram page also. Thank you to everyone who entered that, who commented, and who did all the different requirements that we laid out for that giveaway. We were really excited to give a new item of merch away that we had created a couple months ago and we have been wearing the shirts non-stop. Obviously, those are not for sale right now because that is not something that we have branched into yet. But mm-hmm. for those who won the giveaway, they were able to win one of those shirts and that is something that possibly could be coming at some point in the future. That's definitely something that we've looked into before. It's not definite yet. So beginning not, stage. not hold me to that <laughs> because we've got a lot going on right now. So make sure that you go and check out YouTube. Definitely make sure that you subscribe. We're excited to just get this new element of our ministry rolling. Mm -hmm. And we also want some feedback. We do want to know the kinds of things that you want to hear about our personal lives and different things though. So make Mm -hmm. sure that you go and comment on that video or email us with different topics that you'd like us to cover. We're going to be doing things like car chats where we'll literally sit down and just talk about something, maybe a couple of different things. And so we're really excited, especially for those kinds of videos, but we definitely want y'all to let us know what you actually want to be hearing in those things. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that y'all are getting the content that you want and enjoying those videos. So make sure that you give us plenty of feedback in that area. 
Definitely. We are so excited to start that and it has been so fun just getting to see all of you guys be excited about it and mm-hmm. your reactions to it when we announced on Monday. It was just a really fun day. Alrighty, guys. So let's get into this episode. We're going to start with a quote by Elizabeth Browning. I shared this in a Bible study lesson recently and it's just a quote that I cannot get out of my mind. It just, it's so powerful and it speaks volumes to what I think the Lord has for us in Mm -hmm. the Christian life. And I think that if we truly understood what she's saying in this quote, that our daily lives would be transformed in a spiritual way and that we would experience more of the Lord's presence. So this quote says, Earth is crammed with heaven and every common bush afire with God, but only he who sees takes off his shoes. So just think about that with me for a minute. That first part of the quote, earth is crammed with heaven. I just want to ask us this simple question. Do we believe that? Do we believe that our world, even in the state that it is in today, right? Where we see so much darkness, we see so much chaos and evil, and you're seeing things on the news every day that it's just like, how does that even happen, right? Mm -hmm. How does this even take place in our world? How do people get this evil and this sick in the mind and all of those things? We're all thinking those thoughts. And we're honestly wondering, is there anything good out there anymore? Because we don't hear about it if it does. We don't usually hear much of the positive Mm -hmm. and those kinds of things in the news and on social media especially. I just think that we need to get back to that truth that though this is enemy-occupied territory right now, the Lord is still at work and He is still moving and there is still goodness and there is still beauty in the world that we're living in. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes the Lord is looking for our obedience in our own little corners of the world Mm -hmm. in order to bring beauty, in order to bring goodness into this world that we're living in. Sometimes that just looks like the ordinary everyday life where you're able to pray for one person, where you're able to smile at someone that is obviously having a bad day and you just treat them with kindness and respect when everybody else is being rude or whatever it is and are in a hurry and obviously making this person's day miserable. Whatever it may be, just very simple things like that that I'm thinking of when you don't cuss somebody out, when you don't you know, do those things that everyone is so used to in our world. Mm-hmm. That brings the presence of God into our little corners of the world, wherever we are. And it impacts people's lives in such an amazing way because they see something different in us. And they usually want to know why that is, why we're so different, why we don't cuss them out. What's the reason for that? I think that people notice that if we don't act like everybody else, there's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. It's not just because. It's not just because they're a nice person or they're kind or whatever. There's a reason for that. And we need to be bold enough to share with them, this is why. Jesus has transformed my life. It's not me. I'm not functioning in my own flesh. And that is why my life has been transformed. So let's get back to that fact that earth is indeed crammed with heaven. The Lord is looking for our obedience to let that happen. He is looking to move in our everyday lives for the sake of the kingdom. We just have to be willing to allow that to happen. And then I love how she goes on to say, in every common bush a fire with God. That obviously reminds us of the burning bush and mm-hmm. Moses' story. We'll get into this a little bit more in a couple minutes, but just how the Lord can transform something that is so ordinary and so common and he can make it holy. He can set apart something that is worldly for himself and he can transform its state, its very nature, and he can use it to glorify himself, which is a beautiful thing and something that just reminds us of salvation and what the Lord does in our hearts when we accept him as our Lord and Savior. 
I think a lot of us want to make holiness this very complex and confusing topic sometimes in the church. I think we look at holiness as something that is just for the pastors and the Mm. evangelists and, you know, those kinds of people who are in ministry all the time and this is what they do for a living. But I think that just like we were talking about theology a few weeks ago, that's Mm -hmm. been a little while now, but we talked about how theology is something that you live out in your everyday life. It Your theology shapes your worldview and it shapes the way that you behave. And so we need to first be looking at what do we view holiness as? Mm-hmm. And is that based on scripture? Is that based on what the Lord tells us holiness is meant to be? Because there's plenty in scripture that tells us about holiness. And I think we need to really look no further than Jesus' life to see what holiness genuinely looks like and how that pervades every area of our lives. So we first need to be thinking, okay, what is my theology on holiness? And then we need to be saying, how am I living this out? in my everyday life because you are displaying the amount of holiness that's going on in your life Mm -hmm. through your everyday actions like Lily was saying. It really does genuinely come down to very simple things like being kind to the people around you and not cussing that person out, not behaving like everyone else. And I think that that is where holiness begins in our everyday lives. Holiness is not this crazy thing that is completely unattainable because I think that is also kind of how we view holiness as this thing that is completely unattainable. We were talking about this in Bible study a few weeks ago, and that's actually, Lily asked us, you know, what do you think of when we discuss holiness? What do you think of when I say the word holy? What is it to you? And I I said, it almost seems like something that's completely unattainable because you associate it with all of these incredible people, Mm -hmm. all of these people who made such an impact on the kingdom, and we act as if that could never be us. And that is a completely backwards mindset because we are capable of being heroes in the faith in our everyday lives if we would simply be obedient to what the Lord wants us to do, if we would simply prioritize holiness. And I think Tozer, I always go back to this quote, I think Tozer is the one that said, remember, the heroes of the faith did not realize that they were heroes Mm -hmm. as they were doing all the things that they did, all the things that we remember them for. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing. He said it much more eloquently than I just did. But I always go back to that quote because I think, okay, so what am I doing in my everyday life that is going to make me a hero of the faith? I want to be conscious of how I'm doing that because all of us, like I said, and like we said a few weeks ago, we're living out our theology and we're living out our amount of holiness in our everyday lives, whether we realize it or not. I want to be conscious of how I am bringing holiness into my everyday life, how I am spending time in the presence of God and then allowing that to infiltrate every other area of my life. Mm -hmm. I love that in scripture you see that holiness is something that we cultivate. Mm -hmm. It is a process. We obviously have that initial work of sanctification that happens Mm -hmm. in our lives when we get saved. That is when the Lord turns you into his child, right? He changes the state of your heart and you are saved. Your eternal destination has been changed because Mm -hmm. of whom you have placed your trust in now, which is Jesus and his work on the cross. So that initial work of sanctification happens, but then you have that ongoing work of sanctification that happens happens as we live out the Christian life. Yeah. And that is day by day in the ordinary things in our little corners of the world where a lot of times we just, if we're being honest, we miss it. 
we miss it because we get so caught up in all the little details. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I really, I really have to work hard at. And I don't get it right every day, that's for sure. But I really have to prioritize, okay, what is the Lord calling me to do today? What is that next step that I need to take? Where can I be obedient to the Lord in this area of my life? In this very day, at this very time, what can I do to honor and glorify Him? Not just because I want to make myself look good, not because I want to gain this title of being a hero of the faith, but just simply because I love the Lord, just simply because I can't help myself, right? Mm -hmm. That should be what is happening in our lives. And that is the mark to me of a true Christian, of someone who is in love with Jesus and who wants to honor and glorify him in every way. And this is how you cultivate holiness, where you're looking to just be obedient. I think we just need to start there. It is so much more simple than we think it is. Mm -hmm. We overcomplicate everything. Yeah. We take on this complex religious mindset that the Pharisees had where they complicated everything. They went out of their way to make sure that they were following the law, but then they'd have five steps that kept you from even getting close to that, to breaking that law. And what happened? The state of simplicity was lost among them. They no longer knew the true gospel and the heart of the gospel Mm -hmm. and had the right motives about following the law, but they had made up their own religious deal over here. And they were living domesticated lives that was not honoring or glorifying to the Lord in any way. In fact, their lifestyles really angered the Lord because they had become so religious, because Mm -hmm. they had become so focused on their own deal and their own religion that they had lost sight of him in the process. 1 Peter 1.16 says, Be holy as I am holy. This is a verse that is often used in the holiness movement when people are talking about how we need to be holy and stuff. And I absolutely love the verse. I believe in it with all my heart. But so many Christians nowadays view that as impossible. Like, Mm -hmm. there is no way we can be holy as he is holy. I mess up. I sin all the time, you know. And that's okay because I'm still human. Listen, if you read anything that Paul says, if you read any of the Gospels, if you... Go and sin no more mm-hmm. is the command that Christ gives us. Be holy as I am holy is a command. If, you, if you're reading it correctly, it is yeah. a command. It's not something that's just asked of us. It's not this, hey, if you get around to it at some point in your life, when you turn 80 and like you're this old saint that everybody views as that prayer warrior and that super spiritual hero of the faith or whatever, then focus on holiness and be holy as he is holy because you have nothing else to do, right? Mm-hmm. It'll no, just no, no. automatically happen. It'll just then, yeah. yeah. It'll, you're old. <laughs> it'll take place. But that's not how he's saying this. Be holy as I am holy. Mm-hmm. And we have to understand if you read the whole of scripture and as you understand God's heart for us, you understand that it is something that we cultivate through the spirit. If we did not have the spirit of God, then holiness would not be possible. Mm -hmm. And something that I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast or in a Bible study lesson, at this point, every platform is running together in my mind. (laughs) Yeah. Just so sorry. Comes one. It could have been a blog post at this point. I really don't know. But in a holiness paper that I had written a couple of weeks ago, I had to kind of refute that argument that Christians have nowadays. Well, this is just impossible. We can't mm-hmm. be holy because we're still sinners and all these different things. And in the paper, I just made this point and somebody had taught me this. It was probably dad. I don't know at some point that, okay, well then what is the point of the cross? What is the point of Jesus' perfect, sinless life? Did he really just come and live this perfect life? Did the incarnation really happen just to make sinners a little bit better than they were before, but still leave them unchanged? Is that really what he came to do? 
I think that that is really the question that we have to ask ourselves if we're going to take the mindset that we cannot be holy, that holiness is impossible. How do you explain Jesus's life? How do you explain his perfect sinless sacrifice? How do you explain all of these things? You cannot come to this conclusion that holiness is impossible when you look at Christ's life and what he came to do. He came to transform us. He came to change us completely and make us like himself. And he gives us his Holy Spirit to help us do that. So that's the whole point of the cross. That's the whole point of what he came to do for us. He came to not just make us a little bit better than we were before we knew him, but to completely transform us and change our lives and turn us into a new creation, as Second Corinthians tells us, right? That's the whole point of the cross. And that's the point of holiness. And it's a beautiful thing to be able to have this Christian life where we're progressively increasing in holiness. Mm-hmm. And that just is is the mark of someone who's truly in love with the Lord. I, I believe that with all my heart, that if we truly love him, that we're going to increase in holiness because we want more of him and less of ourselves. And that looks like denying ourselves and dying to ourselves and taking up our crosses and following him wholeheartedly. That is the call that the gospel gives us. That's the call that Jesus presents to us in his ministry. That's what he asked of his disciples. Like you cannot continue to live the lifestyle that you were living before I came. Everything is changed now. Everything is different. Everything is made new. And it's so much better than anything we were doing before. Mm-hmm. Well, I love the way that we can look at Jesus' life and we can see that he was completely holy. I mean, that shows us that holiness is necessary to salvation. If Jesus was just able to live this life where he did whatever he wanted and sin wasn't an issue as long as he repented at some point, then that would infer that holiness is not necessary to salvation. Right. But when we look at Jesus' life, we see that holiness is of the utmost importance to salvation. And it is something that we should constantly be striving after, something that we should constantly be trying to incorporate into our character. And that's actually while we were talking about this at Bible study and we were saying, what do you think of when we say the word holy? One of our friends said, I think that if someone were to say, wow, she is holy, that is the highest compliment that you could ever be paid. And I was just kind of like, oh, wow. I've never thought about that before. And I really, I don't know why I hadn't, but she said that. And I was just like, wow, that is so true. Their main goal in life is to be holy as the Lord is holy. Mm -hmm. And I do like how you pointed that out, that holiness is demanded of us. It is not suggested. It is not just like, you should probably be holy if you can be, but, you know, it's not, I guess if you fail, if you, you know, stumble, it's not that big of a deal, whatever. Repent at some point and you'll be okay. No, holiness is be holy as I am holy. And it says that in so many different places. I was just looking at Leviticus 11.45, for I am the Lord who brought you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. You shall therefore be holy, for Mm -hmm. I am holy. I mean, this is what sets us apart from every other group of people in the world, is that we have the chance to be holy as he is holy. We have the chance to be in communion with God in this way. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is so special and it speaks volumes to the kind of God that we serve, that he first, he wants to be in relationship with us and then he wants to help us cultivate our character to be more and more like him. And that is something that we are capable of achieving. I mean, I Mm -hmm. sat there and I said, honestly, sometimes I feel like it is unattainable, but that is a false theology that we have been taught in a lot of American churches 
is that holiness is something that, yeah, you may strive after it for a long time, but it's probably something that you're never going to be able to achieve. Right. Or else we just don't talk about it at all and we just ignore that aspect because it's difficult to be holy. I mean, it truly is extremely difficult to be holy and there are only a few people that I know that I could truly pay that compliment of saying, yes, they are holy. I mean, there are very few people that I've Mm -hmm. ever encountered that I would be able to say that about. That is a very sad reality considering that it is something that is demanded of us as Christians. Mm -hmm. But I think that this is obviously a topic that we need to be discussing more in the American church. And when we are discussing it in the American church, we need to stop acting like it is something that's unattainable. And we need to start telling people that if you are living in relationship with God and you are devoting yourself to him, this is completely achievable. It's something Mm -hmm. that is honestly going to happen naturally. As you strive to be more and more like God, you will become more holy Mm -hmm. because that is one of the main aspects of his character. And so when we're trying to cultivate that kind of character in our lives, it's something that just automatically happens. It's something that we are supposed to constantly be practicing once we learn how to be more like God. Mm -hmm. And it is an absolute process that is going to happen throughout your life. We always look at those old saints and we look at the older people in our church who genuinely are the prayer warriors and we think they are holy and stuff. And we look at them and we're like, oh, I just, I hope that I'm like that when I'm old. And we stop there. Like, what are you doing to become like that when you're old? Because Mm -hmm. they didn't just get to be like that just because they're old. Right. I mean, they genuinely, they put things into practice and they continue to practice them for their entire lives. And Mm -hmm. that's why you can look at them today and see that they are genuine Christians and that they are genuinely seeking after the Lord and that the fire hasn't gone out. And I think that that is an important note that we all need to make because we just expect to become holy at some point in our lives. Like it's just going to happen. Well, first we need to be pursuing the character of God and we need to be cultivating that in our own lives in order for holiness to even be an option for us. I agree. And something I find so cool about the burning bush story and how it relates to holiness is that the biblical connection between holiness and separation from the common or ordinary, which is the stuff that's not clearly sinful, it's seen in this historical event of Moses and the burning bush because this common ordinary bush is rooted in common ordinary ground But this common ordinary bush is turned into a holy bush and into holy ground around it. And what caused Mm -hmm. that change? Why did that change occur? It's because the presence of God came into personal contact with the common and the ordinary elements of earth and transformed them into the category of the holy. And that's what he does when he saves us. He turns something that is clearly sinful, that is not holy at all, that is Mm -hmm. not set apart. And what does it mean to be holy? It means to be set apart for the Lord to be clearly set apart for him and the work that he has for us. Mm -hmm. That happens when you experience the presence of God in your life. That happens when his own nature replaces your own, replaces your own sinful nature that you had before Mm -hmm. and that you were functioning in before. That is all transformed when his presence comes into contact with our own flesh and our own sinful nature. And that's how we're transformed. So I love that that is just a beautiful illustration of what happens when we are sanctified and that process that occurs and how we cultivate that. Mm -hmm. And what does Moses do? He takes off his shoes. He rests there. He doesn't just go, okay, that's cool. Holy ground. Awesome. All right. I'm going to keep moving. He doesn't do that. The Lord commands him to take off his shoes and to rest in his presence Mm -hmm. and to realize that this indeed is holy ground and that this is something to stay for. This is something to take in and to take the time to recognize and to believe can actually happen 
on earth as it is in heaven. And I just love that he does that. He takes off his shoes. He obeys the Lord. Obedience is always the first step to realizing that you are in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. And that only creates more holiness within our own lives because that continues to separate us from the common and the ordinary and allows us to be immersed in what is holy and what is of God. And that is a beautiful process that the Lord definitely wants to happen in our lives, but we have to be willing to take off our shoes. Mm -hmm. We have to be willing to give him the time. And I know that's something that we beat up a lot here on the podcast, but one of the things that I always point out to the girls in Bible study and different things, and I preach to myself time and time again, because I constantly need this reminder, is that God is always moving, but we have to give him the time to move in our lives. We have to give him that time Mm -hmm. and allow him to have our attention in order to take notice of what is holy, in order to be immersed in that. It doesn't just happen. He doesn't just stop you dead in your tracks and demand that you stop and that you pay attention. You have to be willing to stop yourself. You have to be willing to say, Lord, I want more of you than I want whatever it is that I'm chasing right now in the world. I want you and your holiness in my life way more than I want what is sinful and what is common and what is ordinary. I don't want to settle for that in my life. Like, what if we started to pray that prayer? Lord, don't let me settle for what is common and what is ordinary. Mm -hmm. Let me pursue holiness. Let me pursue and seek out what is true, good, and beautiful in the common and the ordinary because I want you to transform it and I want to see it when you do. Yeah, I definitely think that that's a good point because holiness is always something that demands your attention. Mm -hmm. I mean, you must pay attention to it. And it's something that we crave, honestly, as Mm -hmm. human beings. And I think sometimes we neglect that craving because it is difficult sometimes. And it calls us to be different, calls us to be set apart. And sometimes it's not particularly enjoyable to be set apart. Mm -hmm. But I think that Yeah, that's a good point that holiness demands our attention. And when you find holy ground, I almost feel like we can't help but rest in it Mm -hmm. because it it satisfies that craving that we have that has been given to us by God Mm -hmm. so that we can have relationship with him and so that we have that desire to become more like him because he will never force us to become more like him. It's a desire that we have to cultivate and that is placed inside us from the very beginning Mm -hmm. because we are spiritual beings. It's something that we are responsible for cultivating and growing throughout Mm -hmm. our lives. All right, y'all, we hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you enjoyed just kind of listening to us have a conversation about this. We had that quote and we had just been talking about this a little bit over the past couple weeks. So we were like, and what the heck, might as well do it on the podcast. So we hope that you enjoyed it. Hope that it encouraged you and maybe convicted you a little bit. I know that it convicted me as seems to be a theme (laughs) lately, but we are going to end this episode in prayers. So please pray with us. Lord, I just thank you for this day, and I just thank you that you have allowed us to be holy as you are holy, that you have placed this desire within us, that we are given the opportunity to grow and cultivate. And I pray that you would just help each and every one of us to devote our time to that pursuit, that we would all desire to be holy as you are holy, that we would all just want to satisfy this craving that you have placed inside us, and that we would just constantly be looking for areas of improvement in our lives where we can cultivate more holiness and where we can be more and more like you. I pray that you would just be with us this week and that you would just help us to remember some of the different things that we've talked about and that you would just constantly remind us to be cultivating that holiness in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Alrighty, guys, remember to subscribe to our new YouTube channel and join us over there as we start to film new videos mm-hmm. and upload those for you guys. We are very excited to get this started and rolling. So be sure to subscribe there. Link in this episode description so you can find it there. Mm-hmm. And be sure to also subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss any new episodes that we may put out. Okay, y'all. We'll talk to you next Monday. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.